0: New music from Nightmare and Zoo, My First Speechless Rating, an app that customizes a music playlist to your local weather, all this and much more on this week's episode of Beyond the Beats. Let's get it. what's up listeners of beyond the beats my name is alec prieto and this is a podcast about edm news and culture it's so good to be here with you again for episode 28 i'm out here in san francisco fog city but i've got my good friend (laughs) my best pal samir singal he's out there in new york city What's going on, man? How are you doing this week? Yo, brother. I'm doing very,
1: very well, man. Just, it's been a good weekend, and you know what's cool, man? I was just, like, thinking to myself as I was driving over to record this podcast, I was thinking to myself, like, this has been a fantastic year for like EDM and I just feel like I've taken my relationship with EDM to like the next level this year you know I'm like literally sitting down right now uh recording the podcast and I'm wearing like the second sky merch that I bought when we were out there back in oh, June nice. and it's just yeah, like yeah. I don't know man I was just really really reflecting I was actually listening to Eric Prince's EDC Vegas set this morning of it's course just like you were. <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> it's just it's just a bunch of really like just good feelings right now I'm, I'm feeling
0: yeah it's been a really good year I mean you know I, I feel like each year uh, that progresses on electronic music, there's just more and more that's added to it. It gets deeper and deeper. So it's just really nice to see, you know, and and just feel the good vibes. I'm feeling the good vibes too, man. Maybe it's summer. I I don't know. I'm just feeling the good vibes with it. But I'll tell you what, again, we always say this every single episode, but you know, it really is. I hope we provide good episodes. Let us know, you know, give us a rating if you don't think so, or shoot us a DM. We prefer that to talk, but give us five stars if you like us. We'd really appreciate that on Apple Podcasts. But I'll tell you what, this is a good week's episode. Let's quickly overview what we're going to be talking about today. We've got new music from an artist that we're watching, Akira. I, man, we're going to talk about this in detail, I know. I was absolutely Goddamn stumped genius, with this. genius, dude. Love Absolute genius, really. I mean, some serious talent there. We've also covered a new music from Unlike Pluto. David Getter and Morton teamed up to remix Avicii's Heaven, Joyride, Uzi, and a couple other songs. Then we're in- diving into our news and culture section – I'm going to talk about my experience at Space Yacht's first ever party in San Francisco at 10.15 Folsom. I also got a chance to catch up with Blossom, the night base queen, up and rising comer. She is really, really good. I can tell you that. I'll talk about my experience there. Also, a world debut from Death Pact. Wow. Can't believe it's a world debut, and that was debuted at Shambhala. We'll have a link in the episode notes to that set. You're absolutely going to be love it. We'll talk about that too. We've got a weather app, as I mentioned in the hook of this episode can't believe it. It's a weather app that customizes Spotify and Apple so Music dope. Playlists. I mean, that is just really cool, man. What a great, great idea. For sure. Going on, we've got... Samir, you've got the anti-player this week, my man, right? I do, I do. I'm I'm pretty psyched on the anti-player, man. Yeah? And you you, you, know, feel how, you know my relationship with these people. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man, totally. So hopefully we can get you... You know, properly amped up towards that part of the episode, you know, since sure. we're all feeling the good vibes. Then we've got the two classic sections of the Beyond the Beats podcast. What are we listening to section? Wow. We've got Nightmare and Zoo with that. And then I'm going to give my first. Ever speechless rating. Can you believe that, Samir? I can't believe it's taken this long. Dude, I honestly never thought I'd see the day, but I'm very excited to talk about it. Me too. I'm really, really excited to talk about it. And then finally, the absolute staple, Samir, I know I speak for both of us when I say that this probably is our favorite part of our podcast. It's the artists that we're watching section. And Hell just yeah. as always, we found two young up-and-coming artists that we're going to talk about in detail and that we want to introduce to all of our listeners but let's kick it off my man we're gonna go actually first with my on repeat for new listeners this is a song that i've got stock on repeat something that i'm playing in the car i'm probably annoying my girlfriend with because i've got it on 24 <laughs> 7 shout out vicky but she actually really likes this song so i think she's gonna be glad that i'm talking about this you can hear it building up in the background but i'm telling you what i just wanted the summer vibes with this song this is jacks jones is harder but it's a remix from kc lights his 6am remix take a listen
1: Perfect, perfect timing for this song. Like, you are absolutely right. This is a great summer vibe song. And, dude, also, Baby Rexo sounds amazing in this song, too. I really like what he was doing with the vocals here.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was, that's what I really liked about this, to be perfectly honest. I mean, you know, the the drop is great, too, on it. You know, kind of a more of a minimalistic, summer house type of feel drop. But what I love with how Casey Lights was just how, you know, I don't know if you've listened to the original, and the original is great, too, but Casey Lights really kind of brought out the vocals i feel like in this track and made yeah. that really long build up and it's just great vibes with it and it's just something i could just see you know playing like a beach party you know everyone's got their hands up in the air and just like it building up it just feels like a really good vibe so you know i really wanted to select this so shout out to jacks jones first of all because you know we my girlfriend and I are big, big fans of him when we saw him in uh, in Croatia for Hideout Festival. Oh, nice. But also KC Lights, so you know. I've never really listened to too much of KC Lights, but this definitely me has neither. put him a little bit more on my radar. I know he's pretty popular, uh, especially for these 6am remixes, he calls them. I think it's really cool. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, this was a good track for me, and I'm, I'm glad that I've got to share it with everybody.
1: Hell yeah, dude! No, this is this is so great, and I love when when DJs like categorize their remixes as, as like six AM remixes because I feel like that is going to perfectly. Tell you when this remix is gonna hit, when the perfect time to play it is, and it's also gonna foreshadow the kind of vibe that the artist was trying to go for with like a six AM remix. Like this isn't the first time I've seen somebody call their remix like a six AM remix, right? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Who? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't. Oh god. Yeah. I know. I can't think of it. I'm sure I have one
1: like in my iTunes library somewhere Somewhere. deep, but Yeah. yeah, this is good. Good vibes all the way around, bro. But yo. I know we already teased this at the top of the episode, man, but Akira coming out with this crazy, crazy 10-minute song. It's called the I Am Akira, This Is My World. And dude, wow, like he really introduced us to his sound. And we've talked about Akira a couple weeks ago on the show, 14-year-old producer who's making absolute bangers, dude, crazy hard drops in his music, but you know, I was talking to him on Instagram about this and he was telling me that this 10 minute song that he did it's a culmination of pretty much all of his sounds rethought out and put all together so listeners in case you you missed that episode where we talked about Akira as an artist that we're watching I feel like this 10 minute song right here is gonna be a perfect way to introduce you to him we're gonna play a small section of it right here check it out you
0: This is absolutely insane. I mean, it's The it's kid's insane. a goddamn genius, dude. Really? I mean, honestly, you know, at first, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, is it a mini mix? Then I realized it's just a full song, a combination yeah. of the sounds. And yeah. it's a genius thing to do, mad. because this really is like a great way to introduce people to a sound. And you only have to dive into the comment section on SoundCloud just to see how much love it's getting and just how Big much time. of a great job that he's done. So I I can't believe he's he's fourteen. It's unbelievable. I mean, Jesus, what am I doing with my life?
1: (laughs) I know, I know. We're in our mid twenties,
0: and we just started a podcast. God damn, we started a ten minute (laughs) track, pumping it out like it's fucking nothing. Look at this guy. What a career ahead of him.
1: I, I, could see like, I could see, like, Death Pact, who we're going to talk about later on in the show, like, Ooh. picking up one of his songs and, like, maybe playing it out. You know what I mean? So I could see so many people doing that. So many people. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. But, you know, I know we have a lot of hype around Death Pact, which we're going to talk about later on in the show. But, man, Akira, really, really smashed it with this one, dude. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. And listeners, if you need to if you need the link to the full song which you absolutely need it's going to be in our show notes we, we got them in the apple podcast we also got them on facebook as well so head on over to facebook search up beyond the beats you're going to find us very easily
0: he's got so much time ahead of us i know bro <laughs> i know I'm like, he, he's a young Christ. dude but he is just killing it right it's now like already, i'm really excited to see already yeah, i'm really excited to see where he goes yeah anyway move, move, moving on for our new music from this week. Samir, were you a bit surprised that I put this one at the top here? Yeah, what's going on with, with this, Alec? Um, uh,
1: y- y- What's going on here, dude? I was very confused when I was checking out the music that we're going to be talking about this week on the show, but mm-hmm. we got
0: Unlike Pluto with their song Stay and Decay. Could you tell me a little bit more about this? So this is his new song, Stay and Decay, and he's got this real kind of, you know, rock indie electronic vibe to him. But when he mm-hmm. does his DJ sets, he, he is dropping a whole different array of music. So I would kind of compare him... Oh God, I, I don't really want to compare him per se, but he's kind of like a flume in kind of that area where there's a little bit of alternative and experimental stuff going in there. You know, and you can hear there's some electronic influence in there, but if you go and delve into his other songs, he's definitely got a little bit more of an electronic sound to him. But I just wanted to introduce our listeners to him because this is someone that, you know, might have flown a little bit under the radar if you're more yeah. totally into EDM, and this is someone that kind of borderlines that alternative rock with electronic music which I think is a really neat blend and I think is uh something that a lot of people who again who are just really you know headset on a couple of different main genres of electronic music might miss out on him so I the, the, for yeah. me this was a great track you know I just wanted to throw in and give it a shout out on that if you liked it maybe older Samir would have liked uh younger Samir I should <laughs> right. say younger Samir I should say well, what would you think man
1: yeah you know Alec it, I actually did not know that was him singing on the on the track so that's kind of giving me a newer new or found appreciation for this song but you know for me it's really hard to impress me with vocals and to be completely honest with you (laughs) words yeah words right and to be completely honest with you um i did not like the lyrics in this song he's a good singer don't get me wrong he's a good singer and he's a good artist and it's really cool to see that he's the one who's doing this all from a to z so that's really dope just the lyrics
0: were just not hitting it for me but it's cool to see somebody trying something new Oh, man, come on. I thought we had good vibes going here. What's going we on? We do have good vibes, this is man. a bad way to start the episode. we got to redo it, redo, redo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, we can't oh, always man. agree, but, you know, unless there's... Uh, as we said before, this is all going to be in our show notes, which you can find, you know, if your streaming platform provides it, Apple podcasters, we know that if not, we always post a link to the official full show notes on our Facebook page. So look us up and you can find it there. Let us know what you think about this. Who do you agree with? Samira, do you like words? Do you not like words? Do you like him? Well, not like I it. hate words. I, I know we all know you hate words, man. We all <laughs> yeah, know.
1: I know. We got another song here that has some words, man. We got the <laughs> uh re- the Heaven remix, the song that was originally by Avicii off his posthumous album. It was remixed by David Guetta and Morton. Alec, why, why don't you start us off, man?
0: I, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this one. I liked it. I did. I really liked it. And you know, and I huh, think I saw okay. it, I saw I saw a clip of uh, David Guetta playing this out. I, I did like it. Look, I'm not going to say because Big Room is just not really my thing. Right, So I'm kind of trying to temperament it with like, if I was into Big Room, would I really like this? And I'm thinking, I'm leaning towards yes. I think if I was more into Big Room as it currently is, I I would enjoy this. And I think it was just, I think it was a solid remix for the song, you know, it was kind of a, I feel like it's a hard song to remix in general, you know, but they wanted to pay some type of appreciation to Avicii and I feel like this is, you know, a way that Avicii may have wanted it to go if there were going to be a remix. So I like the song. Not my favorite, but you know, again, got to take that with a grain of salt because big room as it currently is, it's just not really my cup of tea, you know. But I, but I liked it, man. I mean, so I, I'm sensing that you didn't really like it too much.
1: Well, to be completely fair, I also just don't like Chris Martin, the you know, the guy from Coldplay. I just don't like his <laughs> Why? voice. <laughs> so Why I, 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 I know. I we're starting off so negative. I'm so sorry, listeners. Um, but what what I really like about this song though is that I feel like we're getting a little bit more big room again, right? I feel like. I feel like there's some DJs and some artists who are trying to maybe bring back and revitalize Big Room. We just talked about how how Hardwell last week had a Big Room song that right. actually sounded pretty good. I feel like we're getting that with with this remix as well of Avicii's song, Heaven, that was done by David Guetta and Morton. But again, dude, I just don't like Chris Martin. I have never liked any of his music. You know You've, what I mean? It's wait, just,
0: hold, on, hold on a second. You've never liked Coldplay?
1: Bro, I'm serious. I've never liked Coldplay. You've got to be kidding me.
0: Seriously? I do. I've
1: been 100% serious with you. Oh I've never liked God, Coldplay what happened at
0: all. to you. What happened to you? Did some tragic thing happen to you where you just don't like words? What happened? We don't have to dive into this. I just find <laughs> Coldplay to be very like Jeez. whiny. You know what I mean? No, <laughs>
1: just, I don't. Um, you're gonna alienate anyway, basically the I, I entire know, so listener base sorry. that
0: we've built up with you, come on man all right whatever i, I all right
1: wait, let's move on before <laughs> I, I dive too deep into this this is not the anti-player moment just yet but yo joyride's new song madden oh, first nice. of all yeah th- first of all it's cool that we're getting some new joyride music oh god why am i getting negative again just <laughs> <laughs> It didn't necessarily hit all the spots for me to make me love this this song, like, from Joyride, but, you know, still, I like Joyride's creativity, and I feel like, again, we're getting creativity from him again, and the the vocal sample that he used in this was really dope, too, so, you know what? This this is an right song for me.
0: I can get I can get behind this. Wait, the vo- the vocal sample, you actually enjoyed some words. Yeah, but that's because like only one <laughs> sentence that's being sam- repeated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So one sentence and above, we now know Samir's cap. And it's not one. it's not Chris Martin either, so that's why. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I, you know, man, I'm gonna have to get a bit negative here with you two. I, I was not, to be fully honest, completely uh impressed. With a song, you know, it didn't do all of it for me. I thought it was, you know, a solid track. And again, as you just said perfectly, we really appreciate his creativity. And, you know, I really do too. And I've always talked about it on this podcast. I really enjoy when artists get creative. So, you know what, even though I don't enjoy it, it doesn't turn me off whatsoever to Joyride. You know, he's still one of my favorite producers slash DJs out there. You know, culminate your own thoughts on it, but just for Samir and I's opinion, this is just not really a song that totally did it for us. And maybe, man, right. maybe this is, has to do with the fact that we have such high expectations now of Joyride. It might also have to do with that, you know, right? Like, yeah, you know, like maybe to are such... we
1: being a little bit mm-hmm. unfair? You know what I mean? I think I, we might I, be. I, personally... I think we might. Interesting. Be. Yeah, I, yeah, think I don't think be. I don't think we're being all that unfair to like how high of a standard we hold Joyride to. It's a high standard, obviously. Dude is super talented. It's just I don't know, man. Compared to like the previous releases that are supposed to be off of his upcoming album, where all these songs are going to be,
0: this just wasn't one of the stronger releases. I feel like. No, I, I'm I'm on board with you there too. It's just like it, it's tough, man. When when artists become really good, it's tough because. You know, I always have to bear that in mind whenever I, you know, I'm criticizing someone too, because yeah, it, it's just it's tough when you're just used to such high quality tracks that you just personally yeah. subjectively really enjoy, and then there's a couple ones that are like eh, for you. You know, it, it's it's hard because you have to also bear in mind it's, it's relative, right? So we're comparing it to exactly you know, his really good releases. But I agree, man. I, I I do think somewhat objectively though that this just wasn't his strongest release um but you know again the creativity's there and this this almost you know undoubtedly sounds like joyride right like i mean this is oh my god without, a doubt, stable bro, without sound, a doubt so you know you could that's got you know the song's got that going for it you know it's really is uh quite unique and he really does have a unique sound so um for sure all right joyride well we we're, we're you know, waiting to see what other tracks you've got on your upcoming album, and we're excited for it. Hopefully it's a bit better than this. Just give us the damn album, dude. It's been delayed for so long. I just want it. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. But, alright, getting more positive, right? I know we both agree on this song, and I'm actually surprised. I wasn't sure if you were gonna like this song when I put it on here, but Uzi, old trap type of guy, with his song, bang, bang. Samir, what'd you think? Bro. Bang, bang, this song hit me so
1: hard. This is a dope song, man. All throughout the song, I actually really like how I think there's, like, one layer or two layers that he kind of kept consistent all throughout the song. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, like, weaved in and out, in and out, like, even through through the intro, through the build-up, you know, down into the break of the song and, like, right back up into the next drop of the song. He, like, he kept a few layers that were just kind of circulating around and around in the song. And I love that because it works so, so well. And this song goes extremely hard. Um, And, dude, that's the perfect way to categorize him, too. This is, like true trap music i feel like when trap was really first becoming big in the u.s uzi was at the forefront and he's continuing on with the sound but also revolutionizing it for where we are right now in the edm scene what do you think
0: no i'm 100 on board with you there you know and he really starts going hard on this track towards the end and, and that's what actually i really enjoy about all of his tracks just in general is that yeah. they've got a lot of depth to them right even though it's quite it can come off as quite simplistic if you really listen there there are really some awesome layers that he he's layering it really well So I always feel like it's, you know, again, this is music that I feel like can only be truly, truly appreciated if you're hearing it live on big, big, speakers you know what i mean just when it's completely surrounding you you can obviously appreciate it too but i just from seeing this type of trap played live it really is another experience when you're hearing it live so i'm coming at it too from the perspective of like i know what this is going to sound like live but this is a song i think objectively you know i think our listeners agree with us this is a really really good release from him um it's great to see him still pumping out quality tunes man i mean this is this is awesome uh we've been talking about this guy um i feel like for the last couple episodes so it's really neat to see you know I mean this is someone I think that is much more on our radar now um you know and, and I think the first time that we started talking about it correct me if I'm wrong Samir but R.L. Grime dropped one of his songs uh you know we were talking yes. about R.L. Grime yeah that I mean that was a that was an amazing track and people were like what the hell is this dropping and people losing were like, their damn
1: minds Absolutely. they were losing
0: their damn minds so uh, I'll, I'll get the uh suspense I'll, I'll suspend the suspense but it's Oski and he has a new release called fuck a pop <laughs> 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 which is just a great name i mean it's such a F- good U- name f-u-c-c-a-p-o-p i mean I, I'm a, is it fuka I, I don't want to be saying it no no it. you got it you got Flagabob. it pop. Yeah. i love it love <laughs> it uh what do you think man I, uh, bro again
1: just going so so hard on these songs oski is bringing absolute heat to bass music you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it i've said it before it's clean, but it's dirty at the same time. Yeah. I love this guy, dude. You're you're the one who really put me, who put him
0: on my radar, and I'm loving it. I'm really loving his discography. Exactly, man. And he's got that creativity again, right? He's very creative. You know, so this is someone who's making moves. He's making moves, taking names. And he's cashing checks because he's going and getting some big performances. So
1: You completely butchered that saying. It's I did. snapping I, necks I, and I,
0: cash and checks, dude. Come on. That's the saying? I didn't even realize that that's the saying. Yeah, bro. Snap Wait, really? necks and and, cash and checks. Yeah. I did not even think that. Oh, wow. Well, I thought I'd create my own. <laughs> Anyways, I butchered it. <laughs> nah. Apparently. Apparently. You did. Yeah. So negative uh, today, used to be. What happened? No, no, I'm sorry. Moms? Okay. No. Wait, wait.
1: Let's, let's get a little bit more positive, right? Because man, we, we've talked about seven lines before on the show, but of course we have his brand new song. It's called break the silence, man. Seven lines Midas featuring rabbits, RBBTS. That's how they stylize their name, man. Another fantastic feel-good song from Seven Lions. I don't know, man. There's there's something about this song and the message behind it, you know, with the lyrics that I felt like it was just like, I don't know. It just felt like it it, it was telling me like I can do it. You know, I can do it. I can run. Three marathons back to back. You know, well, I, mean? I thought like, you didn't
0: just... like these type of uplifting vocals. You, you, you confuse know, I, me I, sometimes, man. You I, really I, do. I confuse
1: myself, right? I, I'm always evolving. I'm always changing, right? But you know, it's really hard to impress me with you know this sort of like uplifting music. I love this song from Seven Lines and I can't wait for him to play it live next weekend at Izu.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, man. I mean yeah, that's right. Gosh, he's good. That's gonna be an amazing set, man. I'm jealous of you. That's gonna be that's gonna be an awesome set. Seven lines always crushes it. And we you know we've we're big fans. We've talked about it multiple multiple times on the podcast, but he's really getting better and better and better. And uh yeah, it, when Seven Lions does uplifting songs, right, he really does it well. I feel like it. I will agree yeah, with agreed. you there, man. Like he just knows how to do it you know if you've never seen seven lines he's just a mastermind of just you know kind of manipulating your emotions and taking you through a roller coaster journey and he always gives you what you feel like you want right just from right. an energy standpoint he's just an absolute mastermind he's really got it down to a science now
1: he's got it down to a sil- to a science but he's also always revolutionizing what he's doing you right. know what i mean like totally. there's
0: some people who know their formula very
1: well and then there are people who know their formula but then also constantly keep it moving and keep it changing.
0: And I love, love, love that about Seven Lines, dude. I i agree with you there. So I guess maybe it's it's down to a science, but I'd say it's more of like a paradigm, like a framework. Yeah. Right. It's not necessarily a formula. Like it's not, you know, some people have like a specific formula to it. You know, the person I could really think of uh who does that is like Calvin Harris, right? Like he has a yep. certain formula. Yep. You know, that's not there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But Seven Lions just almost has this paradigm of things. So it's down to the science of like what framework he comes into and so it gives them that you know ability to be creative uh within that right i think jaws is another person who's like that who is able to be creative within that framework he sets for himself anyways we were getting sidetracked but just what an amazing amazing you know release from seven lines listeners again just go into our show notes you can take a listen for yourself lastly man there's a lot of lot of releases uh you know this week this is someone i don't have we talked about him before
1: bro, I'm almost certain we have not talked about him, but Alec, I'm really really impressed with him. Blau doing a song with Dynamo, I hope I'm saying that right. I know we talked about him last week on the show as well. They did a song called Falling. This seriously, bro, this one really really shocked me. Yep. If there's any song that we're talking about right now in this section that really just came out of left field. It's this song right here. I love this song. This is so
0: good. I agree, man. This actually did surprise me as well. Because I I feel like Blau has come a long way in terms of his sound, right? I think he 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 had now is really establishing a, a certain sound, but he's also getting a little bit more experimental. And I'm not sure where this influence came from. I'm not. You know, I haven't really been keeping tabs on him. Have you been keeping tabs on him? Is this kind of a new sound for him? This is definitely a new sound for him. But I've also haven't been following his
1: career as closely as I used to because actually Blau was one of the first people who really got me into mashup DJing. You know, so yes. it was like it was Blau and it was Cap Slap, which man, I haven't said that name in a very long time. But I think Blau was really at the forefront of this, putting together some absolute banging mashups of like big room tracks and vocals and what was popular on the radio. And that's what really propelled him actually into like EDM stardom. And then he just kept on getting better and better. And then the song that he did with Bright Lights, How You Love Me, came out in 2014. And that absolutely dominated EDM airwaves and sets. And then I think ever since then, I feel like he just hasn't been able to capture that same level of success as he used to. And maybe he was trying to change his sound also to get more... Feelsy and with more vocals. I think he was really trying to focus on that. But really coming to this sound here, where he is right now with his most recent release, the song "Falling" that he did with Dynamo, this is really well done. It's not it's not true house music, but it still has that four to the
0: floor, and it's got a good feel to it as well. I I'm right on board with you there, man. I I couldn't agree more with that. Actually, I think that was very well put. Yeah, I mean we saw we saw Blau at... Rutgers <laughs> <Rock is> University, <laughs> shout right. out, College Ave Jim. <laughs> what up? <laughs> What's up? But yeah, I mean, we, you know, we were pretty impressed with him there. And, um, yeah, he's come a long way. I remember him saying that actually that he only started producing, correct me if I'm wrong, but when he was like a sophomore in yes. college. Well, sometimes like I mean exactly. that's a cool, that's a cool story. That's cool. He's hear. got
1: a good story. He's got a really good story, and we won't dive too much into it because we have a lot of good stuff to talk about in the news and culture section. But basically, I think it came down to the point where he was in business school. I forgot what university he was in, and you know his Blau, you know brand and his alias was starting to take off. And I think he what his one of his professors was a mentor of his, mm-hmm. and basically he helped him decide like whether or not Blau should continue on with university or drop out and pursue music. So. There's, there's a really, really good story about, like, how Blau really came to be who he is today, and uh, maybe we should spotlight that at some point on the show. I think it's a really good story for people who are, like, aspiring producers who maybe are at a crossroads in their lives as to, like, where they want to go next.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a great idea, man. Let's uh, let's put that in our pipeline of things to talk about. I think that's a great thing. But moving onwards, my man, our news and culture section this week is stacked with cool stuff to talk about you know but i, I think it's good to kick it off 1st with talking about what i did over this weekend yeah, bro, tell me about your weekend man this yeah. i was so stoked for you this was really this was really a cool weekend so i'll, I'll start setting the scene space yacht right people known for the amazing house music parties they're all about that house music socal group based out of la i believe and they've been—they've just been known, I think, for the last few years. They've really been building up a following. It's kind of like a, you know, it's almost like the house music version of—I'd like to say brownies and lemonade, maybe. Oh, uh, huh, that's pretty cool. You know, well, if you think about, it, it's kind of that kind of that same vibe. Like they just throw really great vibe parties. And I tell you what. This was no exception, man. I mean they they put this on at ten fifteen Folsom, uh, which is one of the the more you know bigger mainstream clubs in San Francisco, and I was just really, really impressed. The vibe was fantastic it's just you know the people that were there were all moving and bumping, and they just throw great, great parties man so I was this was my first space yacht um show so i was really you know really pleased that and I, I couldn't believe it but it was their first time in san francisco they've never oh that's awesome, made dude. that five hour drive or you know like two hour one hour flight up to san francisco from la so you know shout out to them for doing that and, and bringing it up i know a lot of northern california people have been waiting uh to, to see space yacht up here so that that was great for them to do that they're just you know really good group for that but they brought along drezzo now yes dude oh, man i mean i know you saw him in New York. Um, you know, not too too long ago. How long ago was that now? Oh man, just just uh maybe like at the end of July, so just a couple of weeks ago. That's crazy, man. That's yeah, he's really been he's been traveling around. He's, I mean, been, I sp- busy, he's been busy, dude. He went
1: from Went from New York. I think he had a few more shows on the East Coast. Then he went directly to Australia to do his leg of the tour there. And then he just came back as well, you know, obviously to the West Coast in the US to do the show at the Space Yacht Party in SF, dude. He is so busy right now with this tour. I love it. He's just, he's doing really well.
0: I love it. You know, we've all missed him. I feel like, you know, he took a bit of a break. You know, it's it's good to see him back on the circuit. And this was a fantastic set, man. You know, I'm sure it's the same set that you saw. And wow, I was just blown away with it. This was a really, really good set. And I'm just... He's really he's really cementing his sound now, right? Like, And I think it's just... Yeah. He's got that unique sound to him where it's like, you know, he could play with like a res, but he's got that house, you know, that bass house vibe to it too. So it's just really great. You know, listeners, if you haven't listened to Drezzo, go listen to him. Shout out to Drezzo. This was a great set. But I tell you what, another person I want to talk about, and I actually had the very good fortune of meeting up with her, but Blossom, if you're not aware of her... She was born in London, but raised in Phoenix, Arizona, which she currently resides in. And she is part of the Night Base squad. And I tell you what, Very nice. she did not disappoint. She had a killer, killer, killer set. I mean, she played right after Drezzo and, you know, coming after a major act, it's really quite difficult. But I tell you what. She stood up to the tall order, and she stood up to the tall task and absolutely crushed it. I mean, she practically kept the entire room there for the duration of the set, which was just really, really cool to see. And, you know, and she knows Drezzo. I mean, and she was, you know uh saying that you know on on, on the air too, and two and drezzo really was given a you know a big shout out which was really neat to see too so clearly they have a an ice oh, relationship so cool. there yeah before before blossom came on you know drezzo was like you know really trying to hype up the crowd for her um and i thought that was really neat to see that because clearly there's a lot of respect there between yeah between the that. artists which was really really neat so Even cooler, though, she was very, very nice, you know, to last minute decide and give us a little bit of a soundbite for the show. It was an absolute pleasure you know meeting and talking to her she's just got a great personality about her and she's an even better dj but we got a little bit of a snippet for you exclusively to beyond the beats take a listen what's up beyond the beats listeners i'm here with (laughs) london-born phoenix-based night-based queen blossom here at space yacht in san francisco for the first time she's really pumped to be here so we're really excited to talk to her so the first thing I have to ask her is this how in the hell did you get to play in front of Dreza? this is such an awesome part of your career tell us a little bit about how you got here
2: yeah, I mean, it's been a culmination of a couple years of hard work. The past two years, I really uh, got grinding. Um, I'd been kind of building the momentum with Night you know, in the years before, and then finally sent them some music and had the collaboration with Ben Bijou, who is one of my good friends from back in Phoenix. And that really kick-started it all for me. And, you know, the space yacht, when I... I had been playing for them. I played one of the first Phoenix shows for them. It's a smaller community out there. So this is like really exciting to get to come out here and be part of their San Francisco one. You know, looking back at the first one, it was like me, Night Owl, Sam F. It was, yeah, it's funny how life works, I guess. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. So, like, you know Bijou? That's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, we're good friends. He's my mentor, I'd say. Yeah, yeah.
0: For a while. Wow, we've been really big fans of Bijou. That's awesome to hear but i tell you what i mean you're working your way up the ranks if you're playing here so this is awesome so second question for you if you have anybody in mind that you'd ever want to go back to back with past or present who would that be
2: the queen, Anna Luno, she's the best,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the Australians are really ruling it right now in the house, the base house scene, you know, they're doing a really great oh, job. She's
2: such like a good role model, you know, she's she's doing it the right way, she's so talented, so classy, just awesome lady, I, yeah, so I, I think she's great.
0: Right, so, <laughs> I think we all are, and you know, kind of just to throw a bit of an extra question in there for you, I mean, how do you feel as being you know one of the leading female DJs up and rising in here do you feel like females are getting more of the opportunities to to DJ and showcase their talents across the country
2: yeah I mean it's definitely special to be on this lineup and to be you know working my way up uh, hopefully to be a notable name and you know, as a female artist in the next couple of years but yeah it's definitely special I think there are more girls coming out and becoming djs and even like who i get messaged by girls getting into it it just you know it's really special to see so many more girls stepping up and getting into it and yeah it's a good place to
0: be yeah right i mean we absolutely love that i mean we're all supportive here on beyond the beats of you know female djs rising up i mean this is this is the perfect time for us so we're super glad to see you especially here in san francisco i mean it's a very progressive place so it's really awesome place to do so last question because i don't want to hold you up too much longer but we have listeners on every continent. If there's a country in the world that you could choose to play in, what country would that be?
2: What are you laughing at? My boyfriend's over there laughing.
0: He's shying away, so he doesn't want to talk right now.
2: I don't know. I want to play in the UK. My sister lives in London. My best friend, she lives in London. I would really love to go there and play. Yeah, I I would love to get to to join them there and play a show out there. Very
0: nice. I mean, I could... coming in a way, but not
2: really. I
0: mean, I could totally see you playing at, you know, uh, Printworks or something like that. Fabric, perhaps, too?
2: Well, well, let me know. I'll be there. All
0: right. Fabric. Shout out Fabric. Printworks. Let's go. Because we're actually interviewing Javek, so I'm going to tell him to put in a good word for our girl Blossom over here. Yeah, love it.
2: I'll be there.
0: Well, Blossom, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Of course.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: It's been amazing. And you know what? You're going to have an amazing set, and we can't wait to watch it tonight.
2: I hope so. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.
1: Dude, she sounds really cool. Like, I, I remember when you had sent me this soundbite, like, the next morning after the show. I was re-listening to it in the morning, and I was just like, this is such a good conversation, man. I'm so happy that she was so open and, like, sharing her experiences with with us and with our listeners. You know, I think
0: that's so great. It, yeah, it was really cool, man. I was just really excited to see that, you know, she was really pumped up about the show. This was her first time playing in San Francisco, too, so I know that this was a big one for Very her. nice. Um, and I'm just, it, it was just a big, big, you know, just a really big, you know, uh, I feel like this is a big set for it. I really do. I feel like yeah. this was really good and really... In- I feel like a lot of people were introduced to her that may not have uh, you know, known her. So I-, I know that I haven't really listened to her too, too much before, but I was-, I was aware of her, but I'd never really listened to her. And she, she absolutely crushed it. So if you check out our Instagram, we'll be throwing up some videos too um but shout out to blossom for doing well i, I want to give a couple other shout outs here so there's a they brought quite a few people there was a london bridge back to backbones was really cool we had mysteria was there i know that we've uh chatted i think a little bit about mysteria they've had some releases yep. on confession uh label which we are big big fans of then there's silly syl silly Sill, i believe as they say she was a she's an sf local shout out to her also andy p you know, hopefully we get to reconnect at some point. Bandy P, you know, and I, we, we want to connect at some point and hopefully get you listeners uh, another soundbite from him. But that's another up-and-coming SF local dj so shout out to all these people and you know and all the other ones there they had a lot of different artists there you know and so we'll go through and definitely see if we can chat with them all because this is just a really really cool really cool event i, I that's all i can really say to it and if right anyone on. has a chance to go to a space yacht definitely go
1: Yeah, seriously man i'm really happy to hear that you had a great weekend and i'm so happy that you finally got a chance to see drezzo because i know, I drezzo know is somebody finally. that we've been wanting to see for so long oh, and God. i felt the same exact way Years. as you man like i was Years. just so happy that yeah exactly years i was just so happy to finally be able to say like or not even to just be able to say but like to actually hear him live and hear him absolutely rip it up because we tried to see him at edc this year right but of course oh, the no. first day of the shuttles got in the oh, way
0: i was so upset was so yeah but the, this
1: is this is like this is awesome so yeah yo, thank you so much for for your you know for your thoughts on that and like you know telling our listeners about it i wish space yacht would come out to new york city i don't know if i i think maybe they've done a party in new york but i i have not attended one and it'd be great if you know they start throwing more parties out here in new york because i would love to attend one sometime
0: of course man i mean you know they also bring midnight pizza <laughs> that's the thing
1: oh dude <laughs> well i'm trying to stay away from dairy but that's still pretty dope
0: oh yeah that's not a good idea <laughs>
1: we got got Tycho with something really, really interesting here, man. So, you know, Tycho just dropped a new album, and it's called Weather, right? But in preparation for this album being dropped, he developed a web web app or a website that basically will curate a playlist for you based on what the weather is in your area. So, for instance, like if it's sunny outside and it's a little bit warmer, it's going to curate music to go along with that sort of vibe. And you know, there are multiple articles on this, and a lot of people are saying that the playlists are really, really quite accurate. And I believe, if I recall correctly, that the weather is basically taken or rerouted and analyzed through the through the service called Dark Sky, which is also a fantastic weather application for, like, your iPhone or your Android. People love Dark Sky, so... You know, the fa- I feel like there's a lot of thought that was put into this. You know what I mean? What a great way to launch an album, number one. And then number two, what a really, really cool service. And then not only a great service, but like a well-thought-out service that was like, okay, how do I how do I get the best of the best and really make this a very accurate experience? So using Dark Sky as opposed to using somebody like an AccuWeather or like a Weather Channel was a fantastic move. My man
0: absolutely crushed that story. Yeah, that's... Um... Yeah, that's pretty much everything I was going to Oh, shit, I'm i was so gonna, No, no, don't be sorry, man. This was awesome. I This was just, again, you know, let, let's talk about this a, a little bit. I want to touch upon something that you mentioned. I, I feel yeah. like this is a really cool way to release the album, but it's not, you know, pushing it on people either, right? Like, if you look through some of the, you know, uh, the playlists, they're not all his songs, right? Like, his yeah, other people's exactly. songs, too. So, I, I really, I, I think it's a very unique innovative way that's kind of non-invasive to to push you know, his music on onto people. So this was a, just a really cool one. Uh I haven't unfortunately been able to try it yet, but that's something I definitely want to because, you yeah. know, the Bay Area weather is very varied. So I'd love to see how that kind of works. Well, I say it's varied, the temperature isn't, but we'll see, you know, cloudy versus, you know, versus sunny. Uh right. So I'm just really excited to do that. But I believe it's only Spotify and Apple Music for now, you know, so so we'll see about that. So if you have Spotify, Apple Music, give it, ago but yeah man this is this is just a really cool way i I love how djs and producers are starting to really integrate technology into you know their releases as well as their dj sets this is something that's that's really cool and um yeah i i don't know i i just was not expecting to see this when it's popped up on my dashboard when i was looking for news this was a really cool um innovative thing to do
1: yeah no dude seriously really really great find here and you know what man we should also definitely check out his new album yeah we should uh, Weather. definitely yeah we should check it out and we should give our thoughts like next week on the show or something i I'd like like i said really really and like you mentioned too really innovative way in terms of like getting your music out there and i love what you just said too it's not in your face which right. is so so great because you know how it is sometimes man like an artist is obviously very excited about putting out you know some music uh, and they really, really try to shove it down and really try to get it to as many people as possible, which is totally, totally understandable. But Tycho took a different direction with this. And that is something that I think can always be appreciated. And not only that, like you said, the playlists have music from other artists as well. And I think this is a really great way for people to discover new music and help some artists out who may be smaller.
0: I'll tell you what, man, you know, this is the thing with marketing, what Sakita, experiences, creating experiences for people. And this is this is when it's like marketing is done well and I don't think people mind that they're being directly marketed to, right? Like this is a great experience. So shout out to Tycho and his team, um, you know, for for doing that. That was great. And we've also got to give a, you know, a shout out to Lee Martin here cuz that was the uh the co-creator of this and he I'm sure he was in charge of all the coding and stuff so shout out to Lee Martin as well. Um great yeah. store great I love this absolutely love it. Yeah me
1: me too dude. Yeah, but you know just kind of keeping along with the theme of music and technology coming together and artists who are doing different things. We need to talk about Josh Pan, dude. Did you did you
0: get a chance to take a look at what he's been up to? I did, but I know that this is your little baby here and I know that you're a big fan of Josh Pan, so I'll let you take the lead on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's unfortunately there's not like a terrible amount of information just yet, but he is actually starting his own streaming service with the aim of basically helping the artists who are on the streaming service actually get paid a reasonable amount per stream, right? So it's called Matter. And if you go onto the website called matter.online, it's currently only available to a waiting list. And we signed up for the waiting list. So listeners, if we get into it, we'll definitely, you know, let you guys know what, what the whole thing is all about here. But here's here's some interesting statistics that he gave on the site, right? So he talked about how much the music industry made in 2018. That's $43 billion. Dollars, and I'm pretty sure that's just not like streams. I'm pretty sure it's like as a whole for the music industry, so like album sales and and tours and all that kind of stuff. And only 12 percent of that. So he cites here is how much the creators the creators of the music actually made. And he goes on to give another really interesting st- statistic on the site here. He's saying that each stream, if if you stream the song of an artist, they get point zero zero four three seven dollars per stream. I hope I said that right. But that's how much a, an artist will make per stream of a song. And in order to get minimum wage here in the US, a artist has to have that song streamed 336,842 times per month in order to even make minimum wage Jeez. here in the US. Gosh. How insane is that? I think a lot of us forget sometimes that, you know, w- we have Spotify and we have Apple Music. But unfortunately, you know, Unless an artist is getting like thousands upon thousands upon hundreds of thousands upon millions of streams, they're not eating like it's just it's not enough for them to truly support their musical endeavors and make this a career. And so to see like an artist recognizing that as an issue in the industry, and I think also we've seen that with Tidal, you know, Jay-Z's music service, but now to see it also kind of take foot here in the EDM scene with what Josh Pan is doing with Matter. Is really, really, really neat. And I'm looking forward to checking this out, man. I, I hope it's cool. And there's also a whole thing about like connecting artists together. So, like, artists can live stream and, you know, the users of this service can watch them and interact with them live. So, it's really dope, man.
0: What are your thoughts on this, dude? Again, absolute crusher with the story. Um, it, really, <laughs> seriously. Hat. Uh, hats off yeah, to you. I don't. Man. I don't want to keep taking everything, man. No, yeah. no, no. Of course, please do. I mean, if you could provide value, then then do it, man. I mean, this is you know kind of just piggybacking off of you. I really love the aspect of the community one, and then two, the fact that artists artist is going to get their fair share because. It is an issue, man. It really is. I didn't realize until you said it, the, the statistics, it was quite as bad as that. But, you know, it just really makes me respect also the up and coming artists that also give their yeah. music away for free. Yeah. On top dude. of that, yes. right? Like, I know you you have to, like, sign up for, like, fan link or whatever it is and you, you'll follow them and stuff. But it just shows that, you know, man, it's not easy making it here i mean you know we've talked to you know people like aki right and they've got day jobs and things like that and even cold war was talking about it's a big leap to to go from you know saying hey i'm just going to focus entirely on music and it's not you know immediately there's no real immediate gratification with it in terms of the economic standpoint of it right like the economics are not quite there um initially so It just really goes to show if you have an opportunity and I've really been been trying to do this now. If you have an opportunity to buy or purchase the music, if you really like it, go ahead and do it. I know it's not always the cheapest and you could really run up quite a tab on it quite quickly, you know, especially through like Beatport and stuff. But it's worth it at the end of the day because they've put hours and hours and hours into it, you know, and and just to get fractions upon fractions of uh, of a dollar for for a stream it, it's really bad so i'm just glad that someone is starting to address this and you know it, it's going to provide I, I think the service could provide a lot of value not just for the artists but also for the people as a part of the community and the user base so yeah you know so long it, it's going to work both ways man i have no doubt
1: totally man and, and you know we've talked about this i like, think a couple of weeks ago on the anti plur moment how we talked about how soundcloud like the ad revenue like the way that ads are placed like really really sucks and i joked about like I mean, I'm not going to pay for SoundCloud Go because I don't need another streaming service, but, you know, when something innovative like this comes along, this is this is the kind of stuff that we need just in the music industry in general to really get people excited about like joining a service. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand what the use of Tidal was because like Tidal is is basically providing a higher quality stream of music. So it's it's more geared towards the people who want that high fidelity sound, but... Soundcloud Go I feel like isn't doing anything all that different from what Spotify or Apple Music is doing but this right here what I really like is the connecting people with the artists that they're interested in. I really like that a lot about this service called I really like this I really like that a lot about this service and this is definitely something that once it's out I'm going to subscribe to it and check it out.
0: Yeah, I agree man. I can I can't wait till they open this up, you know, and I'm sure they've just got some, you know, patches and stuff to do, but agree with you man. This is this is a this is a new streaming service that's different. I mean, we haven't talked about it but there's really quite a monopoly just between or oh, well wow, yeah. it's not not a monopoly but not quite sure that what's the term for it when there's multiple people it's not do duopoly, uh, duopoly. More than, yeah yeah there's you know it's really just spotify soundcloud i'll say I, mean, I wouldn't even put title quite up there yet but it's nice to see another player entering and it's you know started from a dj producer themselves so i, I love that yeah yeah, me too, dude. Me
1: too. So, listeners, we're going to keep tabs on that. Like I said, we signed up for the waiting list, and once we get more information on it, we're going to be talking about it, and I'm going to subscribe to it as well. And we'll let you we'll let you know our thoughts. But yeah, this this one was a uh, was a little bit sad. But you know, again, always happy to see when artists yeah. are recognizing that they need to take a step back. But Alice in Wonderland, man, she, she's taking some time off from touring. She canceled part of her European tour, which is again very, very much understandable. Totally get it. Look listeners i know there are people who are disappointed about this but the most important person in this world is you and your personal self and if you feel like your life is just getting to the point where it's just becoming you know just stressful and you want to take a step back and like take
0: a breather totally totally fine and i'm glad that Alison wonderland is doing that i i really am too you know and and this is actually a good sign right like it's actually a good sign that she's taking the time off because i do feel like a lot of djs producers sometimes feel this real obligation right to once they you know start off and say that they're going to do these tours and stuff and um they feel obligated though to kind of put themselves through the ringer right even if they it's not good for their bodies or good for their mental health i mean touring is just it's an absolute i can't it's an absolute nightmare i mean living on the road must be incredibly incredibly difficult so yeah just to prevent any just you know damage to the mental health or physical well-being it's really important that you know we help support these artists when they say, hey, I need to take a step back. Because you know what? She's had an amazing year thus far, and she had an amazing 2018 too. I mean, she's been working yeah. her ass off, right? I mean, I couldn't believe the crowd that she drew at EDC Las Vegas, and it just Yeah, shows. dude, that
1: was so, so cool. Like, we honestly, listeners, we really could not even get into Kinetic Field, couldn't, which is couldn't. like the biggest stage at EDC. So that that was just, honestly, dude, so, so cool to see that there were so many people who were coming out to support her.
0: You've just got to, You've just got to take care of yourself, man. But you know, if you're thinking from a consumer perspective, right, and if you're you're sad, you're like, oh man, I, I wish I could have done this. Just just know that her taking this time to herself is going to allow her to be an even better producer and DJ yeah. in the future, right? Like you've just, if you take care of yourself, you're just going to perform better. I mean, that's just the case of the point of the matter, right? Like if you're uh, an athlete and you get injured, right, you you got to take your time and you got to recover. Right. You got to rest right. up. And this is essentially, you know, the same. If she's just feeling that exhausted from touring, she's just, you know, she's got to just get back to being herself. And, you know, there's Absolutely. some people who have reached out. Like I know I saw Cascade, right? Cascade did a really yep. nice tweet saying, you know, you've just got to get back to zero so that you can get your, yourself all the way up to 11 for the fans later on. So really, really great, really great stuff from Cascade.
1: Absolutely, dude. And And to help maybe put this into a little bit more perspective, because, again, I can totally understand why fans would be disappointed. Think about it this way, listeners. You know, if you guys go to a festival for three days, think about how you feel after the third day of the festival. You're exhausted, right? Like you're tired. It's You, you had a lot of fun, but you're also very, very tired and you may need like another day or two to like recoup, right? I, I feel like for DJs, people forget that like they are doing this life every single day of the week. You know yeah. what I mean? Very, <laughs> very long nights, extensive travel schedule where your sleep is constantly interrupted, which is an incredibly important thing. You know, it's it's between, like, you're producing music or you're playing shows or you're traveling. And, and, like, where do you find the time to sleep? Where do you find the time to, like, just relax and chill out? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I always take Wednesday after we launch the episode to just chill out and, you know, just kind of hang back and chill. But, like, I feel like artists don't really get a chance to do that, especially as they become more popular. So, you know, this goes for just even beyond Alice in Wonderland. You know, if there's ever any notice of, like, an artist having to just take some time off and to relax and chill... That that should be respected, you know what I mean. I understand the disappointment, but that should still be respected because we're all human
0: beings. I couldn't agree with you more, there, man. Very well said. You know, and we've talked about a little bit more. It's it's definitely been a theme this year, unfortunately, due to you know Avicii's um, tragic passing. But you know, in a way, at least that was a a contribution, right? If there's something positive to take out of it, it really seems that mental health is being taken very seriously. The music industry in general now, and and I love that. You know, it's a shame that. had to get this far in order to do something about it but you know what I mean it's better later than never moving on man I, I know that you're going to be particularly excited to talk about this we're going to end on a little bit more of a, a brighter note for this week's news and culture section but talk to us about what's. I mean Skrillex is doing a bunch of stuff but what's his latest thing that he's working on dude
1: he like I said last week on the on the show Skrillex is such an upstanding dude like he is just such a good guy like I can't I can't say that enough. You know what I mean? He started back in 2012. He partnered up with this not-for-profit in South Africa. It's called Bridges for Music, where basically he was working with this nonprofit to, you know, start a music production school in South Africa, which is amazing, dude. That is so, so cool. And basically, people can attend and learn how to produce music for zero cost. You just basically have to be interested in producing music. And you're able to join the school in South Africa and, you know, learn from pretty skilled instructors. And I think that is such an amazing thing to do. One thing that I really, really liked about this is that he started this process in 2012. So in 2012, Skrillex was, he really did explode onto the scene. But I love that, like, as soon as he exploded onto the scene with his album, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites... He was he was like, I need to give back. I need to give back somehow. And I feel like in twenty twelve he's like, Okay, I've made I've made it really quite far and I've really garnered a lot of popularity. Now let me find something where I'm able to also give back to the community as well. And I love that this is what he decided to do, you know, with some of his money and with the people that he wanted to partner up with. And it was really cool too because um he was also joined by Black Coffee, Luciano, Richie Houghton, who are people who are pretty famous in the house and techno scene. So to see different genres and people from different genres coming together to work on a really cool project and respect each other like this
0: really really neat stuff really neat man i just i'm just so glad to see you know scrollix has just really shown his true colors here right i mean just yet again showing how good of a guy he is for doing this and uh, again the story of just collaboration right and just just getting it the music just should be collaborated on uh, in all senses of the word, right? Like, I mean, it's just really cool. Music is something that should have no boundaries, right? And, uh, and I just love that. Totally, bro. To just open it up, you know, even more. And it's just there's talent everywhere in the world, right? Everywhere in the world. And you've just got to get out there and just find it. And so I'm glad that he's just giving more people more opportunities to to showcase their talents. So shout out to him for that i
1: don't know if you've seen the pictures alec but like you know he's got some really really great state-of-the-art equipment in there as well you know this is equipment that may not have ever been able to be used by these children who are interested in producing music you know if it wasn't for skrillex and him uh, partnering up with bridges for music they're using novation Uh, synthesizers and keypads are using nice mac machines good headphones i mean you could just see that these kids in these pictures are just super into what they're learning and what they're doing so i feel like we could talk about him like every single week on the show and he's always doing something either really interesting where he's putting out new music or doing something really cool like this
0: Yeah, totally agreed, man. Great find. Great find on this
1: one. Thank you very much. But um, I got to take a deep breath now because (laughs) we got to move into it. Listeners, we brought the positivity up and we're about to bring it way, way down for the anti-plur moment. All
0: right. Take it away, man.
1: Alec, you know what I love? You were supposed to take this week's anti-plur moment, but then, uh, you know, you you threw me into it at the last minute, but I'm happy to take it. And, uh, you know, I know you're going to agree with me on this as well. And you know alec i I love that like when we decided to start doing this podcast is because we felt like there wasn't we we felt like that like EDM blogs weren't doing enough to talk about electronic music that's why that's one of our big motivators here for wanting to start the podcast Now I feel like EDM blogs are doing a little bit too much, okay and this is just absolutely ridiculous dude you know we we've talked about this on we've talked about this you and I together, but sometimes we feel like the reporting that EDM blogs do is just not enough. And this was just so so dumb, but we're are, we're starting to see that EDM blogs are starting to report into technology. But look, I'm a tech geek. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But again, if if you're if you're going to be reporting about technology, make your articles longer than just six sentences. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like they're doing this just to capitalize on like the trending topic in tech. So that way, when people you know type in the topic, you know, a big uh, piece of technology was just announced. For instance, the Motorola Razor phone is being rebooted. Right, throwback Thursday to like my middle school days, bro one of the EDM blogs just typed up like a six-sentence article and just basically said, you know, click on this link to read the full review on CNET. It was just like, all you're doing here is just trying to place ads in front of people and it's just like, it's so disingenuine.
0: Yeah, I just don't like this, man. I I don't either, man. And and the reason, you know, for some context on why I threw this back, I came across another (laughs) article that basically did the same thing and I was like, oh my God, we need to talk about this. It's just... It's disingenuous, man. I I, I don't really know. I, I just don't like... I don't know what else to say. It's just like, why do that? You know, other than the fact that you're just trying to boost up your website traffic and get people on there. It's just... Right. It's, just, it's, it's sad to do that. And, you know, probably paid through some type of, you know, link sharing you know who knows what's going on behind the scenes as to why they're doing it or maybe they're just like whatever i need i have a quote of articles i need to you know like get out there so here's a six sentence one it's just nothing to do with electronic music and yeah. And it's fine, but I mean, at least try tie it back to electronic music in some way. I, there's no way that this could be right. It's just a straight up plug for Motorola. I I don't. I don't, know, I don't why. know, dude.
1: I don't even know if it was a plug for Motorola. To be completely honest with you, I I genuinely genuinely just feel like they're just trying to you know we talked about this before, but like capitalize on their SEO. That's it. You know what, yeah. what I mean? Because the article came out when the news on the new Motorola Razor phone was just really hitting, and people were like a buzz about it because obviously it's kind of cool to see like a technology like that revamped. So I feel like these EDM blogs, you know, in this case, decide to just we need to capitalize on this and we need to garner as much traffic as possible. And it's just it really irks me because, like, the editor in chief of the site was probably like, all right, somebody needs to write about this right now. We need to get this published. <laughs> and it's just like, like, did anybody say something like "Uh, what? Like, this just doesn't have anything to do with EDM. Like, what are we supposed to talk about? Like, we're not we're not tech writers. We're music writers. You know what I mean? And and listeners, we're not going to link the article in our show notes because I don't want to put the author on blast or like the, the publication on blast because that's not really necessarily fair because who knows like what the decision making process was behind that. But basically, what all we're trying to say here is that like EDM blogs should not be doing stuff just to garner traffic like they should be doing. They should be publishing articles that are relevant to our scene and
0: also being written by people who are passionate about our scene. Agreed, man. It's just, yeah, I I get it. They want to like, you know, expand, get more eyeballs on their site. But just come on, like you you can't you can't do that. There's a degree to which you just have to be like, all right, there's there's a line. Right. Like it's fine. I know you want to capitalize on trending topics, but at least put the effort in to relate it back to electronic music somehow, or, or at least have it in a way that, that where, you know, capitalize on trending topics where it's related to electronic music in some way. I mean, right you know if if that's what your your blogs about then you got to you got to stick to it or at least relate it to it man i just i hate to see that totally bro totally man okay i am getting like
1: so heated up over here from this anti-player moment that i actually <laughs> just need to take off my second sky crew next so just give me one second because i'm getting really hot in this <laughs>
0: Can we keep this in here? This is great. Yeah, we're gonna
1: keep it in here. All right, I'm back. I'm sorry. Oh, I was getting so hot in that. It's actually really comfortable though.
0: So <laughs> shout out, shout out Second Sky.
1: Yeah, for real though, listeners. Genuinely, like I'm like this wasn't an act. I had to take that off. It was just getting so hot in it. Um, NC Plur moment finished. We're gonna move into it, man. The water we listen to <laughs> section, bro. We got two. Awesome pieces of music that we absolutely have to talk about And for our new listeners here. We basically take two pieces of music that Alec and I have just recently discovered or just, you know, newly released and we're going to dive really deep into the details here and give it our rating as well this week we are talking about nightmare and zoo and their collab called man's first inhibition featuring kid keem first of all what an awesome name i love that and then on top of that we're also talking about death pact and his or her set because obviously this is an anonymous person his or her set you know debuting for the first time at shambhala music festival bro let's kick it off with the nightmare and zoo collab because this was absolutely insane we talked about it on the podcast back in april when this was first played out by nightmare at i believe a space yacht party so that's
0: pretty dope but dude it's officially released and this is a killer song couldn't agree more with you there man i mean this was i know we've talked about this previously i was just glad I, i completely forgot about it to be perfectly honest yeah, you know, until this came out. I completely forgot yeah, this me was too. happening. I feel like they just dropped it out of nowhere, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, bro. I, I I completely forgot about it too. And then when I re-listened to this song, I'm like, this isn't a new song. Like, this sounds super familiar. And then I realized why. It's because we had
0: talked about it on the podcast previously. Exactly, man. But they did not disappoint with this. How, I don't know where to begin with it. It's just, it's such a great collaboration seems like they truly worked hand in hand together on this one right like this wasn't absolutely one where they were just like oh i did my half here do yours i don't know how they did i don't know how they came up with it but they managed to combine both of their sounds to create like a new sound it's like a new duo came together right like it was just so well integrated that they clearly worked hand in hand on this one and absolutely you know kid keem i believe he's kind of a newcomer to the the rap scene right I, i haven't really yeah. how did they find this guy i have no clue i think i look on spotify and he's only got like a few hundred listeners or something like that monthly listeners
1: i'm looking at his spotify right now and he has only two songs out
0: i, I don't know how they found him I, I don't know but this is just shows that you know they really paid attention to the details here and i love the fact that they're giving this guy a little bit more of a platform to get his stuff out because did did you like the rap portion of this i did i actually really liked the rap
1: portion of this yeah, song man. It I, I liked the song all the way through i liked zoo's vocals i like nightmare on
0: this song as well i like kid keem's rap part like i really really liked this song a lot i i did too man i mean just everything came together the song was creative there were just multiple aspects to it right it did feel kind of like a mini journey in a way right the, yeah. the beginning was different than the middle and the middle was you know slightly different from the end and and the end is where if anyone's gonna go listen to this the the rap part comes towards the end if if i'm not mistaken right you know so it, it's really a nice progression through and again i i'd I just can't emphasize enough how cool it is to see that they worked, you know, um, or rather here, that they worked hand in hand. I was pretty blown away with this. I'm not going to lie. This was a really awesome track.
1: Bro, you, you like legitimately, dude, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Like I seriously blown away from this song. Like listeners, you need to listen to this song, Man's First Agreed. Inhibition. It is such a fitting title. You know, when you think of like Nightmare and Zoo doing a song together, it's like, all right, how's this going to sound? Because Zoo and exactly. Nightmare are very, very different artists, man. Like, for instance, like when, when Nightmare did his song with ASAP Ferg, Red Light, you know what? I can see those two energy levels coming together. That totally makes sense. But I think it was done not to just say, oh, Nightmare and Zoo did a song together. But I think it was done for the creative experience of it, man. These guys really brought out their creativity here and made two different genres, made two different styles, and made two different energy levels work work very well.
0: Agreed, man. It's just nice okay. to see that... the They did it for just the pure, the creative, you know, for the purpose of creative collaboration. I I love that, right? Like it's just for the sake of being creative, and and I love that. where it's just kind of just as simple and as pure as that, just getting to what the real roots of music are and should be. Um, Totally, bro. I I wonder what the story is behind how they decided to get together on this. I'd I'd love to. I'd love to hear that. Maybe we could dig into interesting. We could maybe do some digging and see. I don't know if there's gonna be any information on it. Hopefully there is and, and listeners, if there is any information, you can definitely hear it here on Beyond the Beats in a future episode. We'll we'll do some digging and get back to all of you on it.
1: Also, real quick, just speaking of like listeners also providing us with links. Yo, first of all, love that, because I believe we had Steven, shout out to you, dude, when we talked about how Skrillex and Ty Dolla Sign came together, Steven actually was nice enough to provide some more information as to like how the, their relationship started. So, Oh, nice. That's right. Yeah, shout out, Steven. So, you know, we talked about Nightmare in Zoo, uh, the song that they did with Kid Keem called Man's First Inhibition, but now we also need to talk about Death Pact. First of all, who is Death Pact? Nobody knows. Whoever it is, is stupid talented, man. Death Pack did a world debut at Shambhala Music Festival, and the set is killer. Insane. Absolutely killer.
0: Insane. Do you think that this is like a side thing of a current DJ slash producer? I mean, there's not much. Yeah. Do you think that? Because it seems so well done for someone that is brand new. I mean, if you go, I mean, not much in terms of a following right? Like, I mean, really not much at all. Not at all, dude. 7,500 followers on SoundCloud.
1: This person just threw down an absolutely crazy set at Shambhala Music Festival, but also Death Pact has some pretty insane releases on his on his or her SoundCloud as well. I mean, we're talking about the song Point of Departure, crazy song, Dioxide, did a really, really cool remix of Odessa's Loyal. And I love the branding that this person is going for as well, this whole project is so well done and so well curated, which is why it's leading me to believe that this person is a side
0: project. I I really do think so too. It's just and if you just look at the, you know, the website, the 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 videos on on Instagram, like it's just all so well done. I I really do think this has to be a side side project. But I will say something. No, this is quite interesting and I just kind of put this together live all on right. there. But Oh no. Have you seen the how the font is very similar to 1788L? I have not seen that, Alex. So if You're you go and look interest. at the font, you know, there's like capital letters that are separated, right? This very like they've got yeah. that spacing in it, but the capital letters put into it. Like, look at the, if you look at how Death Pact is formatted, then you go take a look at, say, you know, what what's a recent track? Malfunct. Or something like that you'll see some similarities to to be you know to to play like devil's advocate here the styles are
1: almost too similar where i feel like it'd be kind of like copying the style of 1788 l if they are the same person You know what I mean? I I don't think it's the same
0: person. No, I don't think it's the same person. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't don't think it's the same person, but someone closely related, perhaps. I can see what you're saying there, but I'm just really, really impressed with this person, man. What I like about it is that we're getting a lot of mid tempo
1: music in this set, but also I love the breaks in the set. I love the themes that he's going for. Like, halfway through the set, you know, for for the Shambhala set, it was like, if a tree falls in a forest, is anyone around to hear it? Like, does anybody actually hear it? You know what I mean? Like, that part I was like, oh my God, like, what's going on here, you know? And then, like, like he he, this person plays the sound effect of like a tree falling, and then I think you know the the vocal comes back in. Is just like, did anybody hear that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, it, it is so so trippy, dude. Like, I just don't understand what this person is doing. But whatever they're doing, I love it, and I love the intro to this set. Yes, seriously, man, A to Z, all the way through great set he this person also did a remix of porter robinson's live yes. version of fresh static snow and i also like that this dj this artist also threw in porter robinson and madeon's shelter uh-huh. evil edit which yep. is why it's leading me to believe that this person is probably a very very big fan of porter and madeon as well as like a rez and a 1788 l so like really really cool interesting combination of sounds and worlds kind of
0: colliding together like this yeah, I I agree, man. I just I really want to know. It's just it's it's bugging me. It's it's bugging me. I can hear it in your voice, like
1: I can hear it, man. And it just what's tell interesting me is um yeah exactly. <laughs> and what's interesting is that I've been seeing some Reddit threads about like people trying to guess who Death Pact is, and like uh-huh. somebody suggested that it might be Drezzo. No. If it's you, dog, you got got to let us know, man. You got to let us know. Wait, really? Yeah, I think it's just somebody's theory on that. I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory that Death Pact is Drezzo. I really don't. But there are some threads on Reddit where people are talking about it who knows dude you you may have you may have seen Drezzo this weekend but you may have also seen Death
0: Pact. you never know I don't know Drezzo moves way too much during his set like he, whenever he plays he's always bouncing around and stuff I mean I feel like death Pact <laughs> from the video was rather static so unless he's got himself on lockdown you know if he's death I don't know but it could be interesting theory i i like I like the I like the approach I like the angle though i can I can kind of see yeah. it. Um, but listeners, we got to get right
1: into it. Let's go ahead and give our thoughts and our ratings on these two pieces of music. And here on Beyond the Beats, we have our own rating scale. You know, returning listeners, you guys already know this part, so feel free to skip ahead a little bit. And uh, new listeners, welcome. We have a unique rating scale here here on Beyond the Beats, and it's it's levels one through five. And level one is you know the lowest level that we usually give out give to tracks, and level five is the highest. So. Starting from level 1, we call it one listen. It's basically where Alec and I will pick up a piece of music and we'll talk about it, you know, but that's probably going to be the only time that we really listen to this piece and, you know, we're encouraging you guys to at least give the track one listen. Level 2 is called background noise, and it's pretty self-explanatory, but, you know, if a song comes on in the background, you're not going to really make much of an effort to change it, you know, you don't really care if it's there. You you might be doing other things and it's whatever. It's just it's there in the background to keep you company. Level 3 is what we call Turn It Up. It's when a song comes on and it propels you to grab the volume knob and crank it up, blast it out loud. And level 4 is what we call Just Bought Tickets. It's when you hear a piece of music and it propels you to want to uh, you know, look up the tour dates for an artist that you were listening to and try to find out when they're coming to your city next because you just got to hear them live. You just got to hear more. At level 5 is speechless it's when you hear a piece of music and it's just you and the tune and that's all that matters everything else fades away so just to reiterate real quick level one is one listen level two is background noise level three is turn it up level four is just bought tickets and level five is speechless alec yes sir nightmare zoo kid keem coming together for man's first inhibition what did you think of this give me your thoughts give me your feelings
0: I'm gonna give it level four out of five. Just bought tickets. Very nice. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. This is not quite reaching that speechless level for me, um, you know. But this is something I could definitely see Zoo dropping this in one of his sets. Right? Yeah. I don't know I if can Nightmare see both of them do would, it, Yeah. Do, do you think Nightmare would? I can definitely see both of them dropping it. Like I feel like this I feel is like Nightmare like, has actually. I sh- sorry. I should say that I feel like he actually has dropped it. In the he did he's
1: route. the one who first who first yeah. debuted at that space yacht party yeah
0: you're right okay so i take i i retract that statement I, I i think i can obviously see both of them because they i think they probably both have already yeah i, I absolutely love this track man i mean we we talked about it at a great length but you know just to kind of recap it all i i just think seeing them come together and work hand in hand on this is just a really really neat thing to see and i feel like it's kind of a bit rare nowadays really to see a true collab like this where they're yeah. really create they're creating something new right because this doesn't really subscribe to just you know either zoos or nightmare sound that like they came together and made a new sound that has both of their influences in it what what did you think
1: bro i'm gonna give this a speechless whoa yeah. no yeah. way Woo! I'm giving this a speechless, man. Honestly, bro, left me speechless when I heard this song. And, you know, it's funny because I was re-listening to the preview from April when Nightmare first dropped it. And I wasn't like, I wasn't that into it. And I think they made some tweaks along the way. And it finally got released about four months later. Here we are with the song Man's First Inhibition. And the listening experience from the beginning to the end is wonderful. A true collaboration. And one thing I absolutely love about this song is that they used, they they featured Kid Keem. Somebody who is like, seriously, bro, relatively unknown. Like, if this was a podcast about hip-hop and rap, this person would be in our artists that we're watching section. Seriously. I agree
0: with that. Very good point. Yeah, this is
1: how small this person is, bro. And the fact that they were able to pick him and use him for the song great creative
0: direction on their part, and this is easily a speechless from me. I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. I, I do think if this were, well, it's not, but if this were, it would be an artist, an artist that we're watching. Very well said with Totally, that. bro. But
1: now I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on Death Pack's <laughs> Well, set it's kind Shambhala. of already
0: been a little bit rude because this is the only other one that can. But with Death Pack's world debut at Shambhala, I am officially giving it my first ever speechless. I was left. Yes, dude. Oh, my Lord. I was truly speechless. I wish (laughs) there was no one around, so I wish someone was able to capture it. But I came across an article that was showing it. And I I put on, it was just actually just the video clip. I know I texted you and I was like all caps, like saying, what the hell? Holy hell is this? (laughs) And I had it. I was actually just doing some work put it on the desktop, watch the thing, and my jaw was literally open the entire fucking time. I was just, like, wide-eyed, like, (laughs) holy... help because that was just the production side of things and i was like holy crap i need to go find this set because you know i was just like this is insane this is mind-boggling this is completely different it's new it's like what the fuck who who does something like this who does it and then i went and listened to the sound card like and i was just the entire time just shaking my head i think i actually had to take a couple breaks like i was listening to it and i just started pacing i walked out the room i left oh, i was dude, out nice. the house i was just shaking my head <laughs> sweating. had to put some cold water on my face, wake myself oh up. My like, God. Alec, what are you listening to here? This is just completely different. It's just like, oh my lord. I, I went, no one was around. I was by myself. so No one saw me pacing like a frantic. Thank goodness mad we had to witness man. that. Oh, yeah. I mean,. <laughs> People from the street probably started so It's like, what is madman speaking to himself? Exactly. I was quite. I was just going, what the fuck? I was saying, what the hell? I was quite literally talking to myself. I went insane for the the duration of that of that entire set. I, I was quite literally wow. pacing around like a madman. So uh i told you everyone i have very high expectations uh it's really hard for me to get a speechless but this is it i'm glad that it's you know it's not an individual track it's more the combination of all the tracks there's some really yeah. awesome tracks in there i'm sure a lot of ids and i i again, i seriously man i was truly left speechless I, as i said i had to take breaks i was just like this is this is too much it's insane bro
1: i i genuinely two things i love the passion right now i'm seriously <laughs> loving this passion that you have for death pack this is so dope and i listeners genuinely believe that we were never going to get a speech just from alec because he is a hard dude to <laughs> you know impress to this level but death pact dude you did it i hope you listen to this episode we'll send it to you but this is a really really big moment so i think we should all just Take it in that Alec has finally awarded after twenty eight episodes of the podcast, he has finally awarded a speechless. This is a really, really big moment. Man, now I feel like a dick, but I'm
0: gonna give this a just bought ticket. Oh, come on. Dude, what the hell is wrong with you? You're you're crazy. What, you're are, what are you talking about? What dude? is wrong with you? You're insane. You're a madman. Listen, don't, i I'm, no I gave all of that. You should just start off with that, you dick. Like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> You've been oh negative God. Nancy the entire episode. I'm not being negative. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a just-fought tickets.
1: That's You're not going to persuade me otherwise. what I just gave. Well, no, I'm not... Bro, I am not getting negative at all on this <laughs> just yet, okay? Look, I thought this was a fantastic, fantastic <laughs> set, man. I, I really, really did. And then there were a lot of points in this set where I was genuinely impressed with some of the tunes that, that Death Pack was dropping. The thing is with me is that... And I know he varies it up a lot. I know he does. I get it. But maybe, like... Mid-tempo isn't necessarily the genre that is always going to capture my attention. You know what I mean? Like I have talked about this when it came to 1788L's new EP okay, a couple, fair enough. Maybe like okay. two months ago on the show. And 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 mid-tempo isn't something for me where if I where if I listen to it a lot, it's it's gonna constantly keep me engaged and and energized. If anybody has done mid-tempo correctly and put together a really, really great mid-tempo set, it is definitely death packed. on that, dude. But again, I just don't think that mid-tempo is, like, the genre that is going to leave me speechless. But Just Bought Tickets, absolutely. (laughs) This person, crazy, crazy talented. And, dude, seriously, if Death Pact was coming out here to New York City, I would 150%
0: buy tickets. Well, I'm not going with you if that's the case. No way. Not with Negative Nancy on the case here saying, oh, this isn't impressive enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine us, like, at a Death Pact show. We're not here, going man. to hey one. Hey, guys, this guy only gave him a just-bought ticket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, what is with the hate right now? Come on, What's man. with your Come on. hate? I, hey.
0: What is with your hate? I'm not giving any hate,
1: dude. I'm not giving any hate to Death Pack.
0: I'm just saying <laughs> hey, that right. mid-tempo right. isn't fair necessarily enough. the genre for me. Fair enough. All right, you know what? I do have to say that is oh, fair. Man. That is fair. It's fair, but fuck you at the same Thank time. Thank you, dude. All jokes aside, I can totally see what you're saying. and And that is something, you know, that's going to definitely be a challenge, right? I mean... I agree with you there. I think, unfortunately, my only concerns with with mid-tempo artists, you know, and this might include Death Pact. I think Death Pact, honestly, I think the variation, I haven't heard uh, someone in that mid-tempo, you know, genre vary up as much as he or she did, right? Like it really kind of made it a a full experience and the breaks in there and the songs were even a little bit different. I I could have sworn I heard even like a little bit of dub in there. I, I just feel like, if there's somebody who could get around perhaps that you know that trap right of where it's like it's really it, cuz it is hard when you have that mid tempo start, it's it's really hard to to go anywhere else with it you know what i mean like i just feel yeah, like absolutely it's bro it's so dark and and unique in its own sound i really i think it's and just the bpm's probably too it's really just hard to to move around and make it cohesive because i can't really yeah. see you can't really throw a trap in there i guess you could or or like, I think what would have to happen is you have to start off with mid-tempo and then go into something else, but then you can't really go back to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really a, a genre right, where you can really play around and go back and forth between different subgenres. But I, I, I do, in all honesty, and all fairness to you, I do 100% see where you're coming from. And and that is something that I was thinking about myself. It's like, okay, I don't know how many times I would be able to go see Death Pack, but I, I, I tell you what, it's like, this just, it still blew, absolutely blew me away and if there was a mid-tempo outside to say that i would 100 hands down go see no matter what i hell i'd fly out to new york city just to do it <laughs> then it'd be death packed.
1: I, I would i'd probably you fly just, you just said that you don't want to go to a death pack show with me and now you're talking about
0: flying out here well i'm Whatever, not going dude. with you you can go and be with your negative <laughs> nancy crew by yourself i'm just gonna be
1: standing in the corner arms i'm gonna be by, by like, myself nope, don't like out. this
0: <laughs> shaking your head too same too similar come on i'll
1: I'll, like i'll come up to him during his set and be like bro this doesn't sound good can you play
0: some (laughs) chain (laughs) smokers um yeah all right that was an intense section that was fun (laughs) that was a lot of fun Um, (laughs) that was a lot of fun love you man i do love you i do love you love you too dude big love out here um but yo
1: Look, we got to throw a lot of love at these people as well. The artists that we're watching section. Alec and I say this over and over again on the show. We know we do, but we got to say it again. This is our favorite part of the show because we spotlight two artists that are coming up that have a little bit less of a following, but they absolutely need your attention. And we're going to preview some of their music as well on the show. Very, very excited to be talking about these people. Um, Alec, do you mind if if I kick us off? Yeah, go ahead, man. Of course. Yo, I want to talk to you guys about... Boulevard okay and I think I hope I'm saying that right because it's it's a brief it's just B-L-V-D okay really I unfortunately I don't have all that much information on this person I wish I did but with only 660 followers on SoundCloud let that sink in his song crowd control has been supported by Alice in Wonderland, Domus, 4B, Ikali, Zomboy, Nitty Gritty wow I mean seriously
0: dude wow this okay. is
1: absolutely Big. insane. And this—this this, seriously, this song has gotten a lot of playtime on different sets and at different festivals and is absolutely deserving of all that attention as well because this song, Crowd Control, is a true trap banger. Guys, take a listen.
0: Okay, yeah, that um, I can totally see why it's got the support that it has. I still can't believe that. What did you say? Six hundred followers?
1: Six hundred sixty followers on SoundCloud
0: at Jeez. the time of this recording. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Get this man some more followers! Wow, I don't know what to say really. It's just such great talent for just such you know a young stage of this person's career. We- we've talked about how
1: death pack like who's death pack right like is that an alias of somebody like is boulevard an alias of somebody because i have never seen this person's face in any of their pictures i do not know you know if this person is like an alias for somebody but this is seriously seriously like insane trap music and it's not even just crowd control that's a good song he's got another song as well that's gotten a lot of playtime from bigger names full send fantastic song as well you know and on instagram right because we, you know, we like to give a little bit of the statistics here. On Instagram, only 327 followers. Wow. I mean, how is this person's music getting in front of all these huge names? And guys, people are going absolutely nuts for this person's music, okay? I mean, this song, Crowd Control, has 54,000 plays on it. 54,000 plays played by some of the biggest names in EDM today and boulevard you are fully deserving of all this attention we cannot wait to see what you do next and hopefully see you on a stage someday. So the, the, seriously man great job listeners if you need to access this person's music because you absolutely need to please check out our show notes it's going to be there
0: you know it'll be really interesting to see if it is alias to somebody maybe it's not i mean can you imagine if it's not wow i mean what a what a way to kickstart a career holy crap i mean jeez. but you know, I'm going to dive, delve into my guy, and I tell you what, everyone knows who's listened to this podcast, I'm becoming a bit of a house head, right? I love my house music, You're I love not, You are not house. becoming a bit of a house head, you are a house head. Okay, fine, I Come am. on, man. There's, I like nothing more than listening to some um, banging beats of house, and before I talk a little bit more, unfortunately, I don't know too, too much, but this person I'm going to be featuring is called Crooner. Again, I don't know what's going on in France. I don't know what's in the water, but it's just something <laughs> that makes them produce house beats. I don't know what it is. Macron, I, what's going on there? I, I don't know. Maybe the PM Macron. Are you sponsoring some shit? I don't know what's going on. But anyway, French people and house, just they, they just come together, and it's just a magnificent symphony of just culture and music coming together (laughs) crooner shout out to you and we're going to preview this song you can hear it building up in the background these solid beats coming together and you can absolutely love this drop i promise you this is crooner with his song coward
1: I love the variation in this song. I love it. Right? But, you know, I'm a big house fan as well, dude. You know that. And, you know, sometimes house music can get a little bit repetitive, a little bit samey. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that. Totally fine. Totally understand that. But the variation in this song is what truly sets it apart and what I believe makes Krooner a fantastic artist because a lot of his music is also like this.
0: Exactly. And Krooner has a lot of diversity with it. I mean, you can kind of see... He's. Ta- I feel like he's taking a bit of a note from Mercer. Like he's got some more funky tunes in there too, right? So right. there's a really diverse portfolio of music. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. I think he's really starting to develop his sound and start coming a little bit more into his own. So there's a few stats on this guy. He's only got 2,600 followers on SoundCloud. On Instagram, he's got about 1,400. But yet with all of this, you know, he's actually had a couple tracks released on Bro Hugs label called Bro Hugs house and that was last year also gold digger another great one so you know this person is just getting some more re- report i know that uh his remix of uh dj snake and marla's uh and chami's uh enzo that release song he he made a, a release for that and that was featured on dr fresh's prescription so nice. you know yeah exactly like this guy's gonna get some traction and just looking at this now on instagram someone who we've talked about on this nostalgics she follows him so there we go. We got some probably like a connection there. would love to reach out to her to see if she knows anything more about him. And obviously, we're going to reach out to Kruna himself because this guy deserves some more attention. So please, listeners, in our show notes, go show him some love if you like the track. And if you don't, let us know If why you don't. If you love it, similarly likewise just let us know why you love it we would love to get some feedback and i know that also these artists would love some feedback too because they're trying to make themselves in the career but shout out to yet another awesome french house up and coming dj this is just great great music and i'm i'm blown away with just the the quality at such a young stage of his career so shout out to him for that
1: really really great pieces of music this week on the show and fantastic artists we honestly cannot wait to see what these guys do next Man, that that concludes this episode right here, listeners. Episode 28 is in the bag. You guys already know you need to hit us up on Instagram at btb.pod. On Twitter, we are at podbtb. And on Facebook, we're there. Just search us up, Beyond the Beats. You can give us a follow. The show notes will also be posted there as well, just in case your podcasting app does not support that functionality. But, man this dude a lot a lot of really really fun stuff that we talked about on this episode this is this is such a great episode and i know we say that all the time but we are truly passionate about what we talk about here on the show and we're really really happy that that we have you guys to tune in on the conversation with us man thank you guys so much for joining us you guys
0: are what keeps this podcast Going. You guys are amazing. Thank you for your all your love and your support. Yeah, man. I mean, let's just wrap it up. What a great episode. And I just want to say thanks as well to everyone's support. And it's just it's been really cool, man. It's been such a journey to do this for Sure. You know, when we first started off doing it, you know, we weren't sure, you know, about how this would be received and whether this is something that, you know, we could provide value to our listeners. But it's so nice to hear the fact that, you know, it, this is something that just a lot of people want to hear it and, and for you know, sure. love. So love the, f- love the support. We love you back. And uh, yeah, what a great episode, man. I mean, let's wrap this up. I think this has, this been a nice long episode and uh, yeah, you know, I, hope everyone, I hope everyone has enjoyed this as much as I know that you and I both have. All right, listeners, we will see you
1: next week for
0: episode 29. Just want to also
1: repeat one more time in case you guys are coming out to EZU, feel free to hit us up. I will be there all three days. Also attending the Brownies and Lemonade after party on the Friday and also the Eric Priz after party on the Sunday. But we'll see you guys real soon next week for episode 29. Peace.